Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. Brother David this morning is coming to preach the word of God. I'm so thankful for his leadership. And even though we know he's been facing a trial, he's still serving the Lord. He's putting God first and he's coming with a word for us this morning. Praise the Lord. I um, failed to mention, uh, had scans and a test on Monday, just part of uh, the observation, uh, continual care uh, pattern. uh, And from what I can tell from the reports and the the few minutes that I talked to uh, the nurse practitioner on Thursday, looks like everything's clean. So praise the Lord. Thank you for praying where I will have to continue to have scans every three months or so for a little bit. Uh, And uh, my, uh, the nurse practitioner and oncologist said, we really want you to be boring for the next couple of years. So uh, my goal is to be boring uh, in the, the health field uh, for the next few years, but hopefully uh, we won't be boring this morning. Uh, and uh, I, I think last week, um, you know, Brother Anthony came and, and probably uh, we got to spend some time with him uh, outside of just the service and talk about different things. Uh, And I don't know if last week you left a little bit challenged about the things that you're doing uh, for the Lord, how you are building that relationship, Uh, but I did, and that's probably uh, to some extent of uh, where today's uh, sermon uh, maybe came from. Uh, You can go ahead and put that up. We know that we're... And uh, here, uh, we are, if you don't think that you can, you belong, uh, or uh, that you are not useful or beneficial, uh, I hope today to change your mind, change your mindset, and hopefully uh, make you feel that you're a part of something. Uh, You know, for a long time during uh, COVID, that a part was one word. We were apart from each other, Uh, but we're not talking about, we are, uh, I'm glad that in the family of God, we don't physically have to be together. So we should never be spiritually apart. We should always be encouraged. Uh, And... uh, we have uh, somewhat of a responsibility uh, to not just our church family, uh, but to others to make sure that they feel that they can be a part of something. Uh, If we go to the next slide, it starts in Acts 3, and we'll read verses 1 through 8, very familiar story. Uh, We've even got Sunday school songs. Uh, If you ever listen to the We Sing 
Bible cassette tapes, uh, which is what I listened to growing up. Uh, there's a song on there, but it's, uh, the story is now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look at us. That statement is, does it look like we have any money to spare? Uh, we're, we're not much uh, better off than, than you are when it comes to the financial department. So uh, that, that wasn't a statement of, look at us. We can walk. Uh, we are walking into the temple. But this was a, hey, I, I don't have anything, uh, which we, we learn in the next few verses. And it said, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took with him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I think last week we were given a charge, and, you know, the Brother Anthony, you can go on to the next slide, uh, you know, in the morning it was more walk in our faith, and then he talked about fainting not saint. And I think, uh, I feel like I'm ready to faint. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else is, is as busy uh, as, as we are, uh, you know, between life, work, church, family. There's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, it always seems like... Uh, we just get more and more busy. You know, it's summertime and kids aren't in school, but it seems like we've got more things going on with one less thing going on. So it is, I am not uh, immune or uh, unaware that we're busy. There's a lot of things going on and it's difficult uh, to, prioritize everything and figure it out. Uh, but one of the things, you know, that uh, Brother Anthony and I had even talked about was the church was not designed with walls or borders in mind. You know, in reality, when COVID hit, the church shouldn't have changed that much. We should have been able to uh, stay connected with each other, we should have been able, you know, wherever we're at, we know that we can raise our hands, we can usher in the presence of the Lord, we're the temple, uh, and, but it's difficult uh, to do that. You know, when we look at what the first church was, you know, Jesus charged them in Mark 16, 15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, in Matthew, he phrases it, you know, go ye therefore and teach all the nations. So we are, uh, we've all heard the Great Commission, 
think we all believe that we should spread the gospel and we need to be uh, an advocate for it. Uh, but it, uh, you know, sometimes I think our own mind, our own feelings toward ourselves can get in the way or we can think, ah, oh, well, I don't need to do that. Somebody will also pick that up. They'll pick up the slack. They'll, they'll do those things. Um, and while we know uh, that, that the Lord's message is going to get out there, I'm sure that we've had times, uh, I've had times where you felt like you needed to go pray for somebody and you thought in your mind, oh, that's me thinking I need to go pray for that person. And then, so you don't go and do it. And then a couple minutes later, somebody else goes and prays with that person and they get a blessing. And uh, so the Lord's going to move and he's going to work. We need to make sure that we're available to be a vessel by which uh, he can do that and understand that we were created uh, with a purpose in mind. If you want to go to the next slide. In uh, Psalms 100 verse 3, it says, Know ye that the Lord... He is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Psalms 139 says, For thou hast possessed my reins, and thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. In the uh, Amplified, uh, it uses, it says, you formed my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. So this is uh, a little bit more of a, uh, an intimate description that the Lord has taken his hands. When you knit, it requires hands to knit that together. And so he's taking that effort uh, before you were even born. Um, and I think, uh, you know, some of us at times can lose uh, what we feel is maybe a purpose or a drive or, you know, what am I going to do on earth? What can I do? But the Lord had an idea and a purpose for you. Next uh, slide, Romans eight twenty nine through 31. It says, for whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified them, he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? A lot of times people get hung up uh, on that scripture where it says, we were predestined. Uh, another term for that is being foreordained. Uh, and really, all that means is that there was an appointment or a decree of something beforehand. And when the Lord placed Adam and Eve in the garden, the design was to have a relationship with him. So he intended for everybody to be saved, for everybody to have a relationship. That's the foreordained segment of it. It's not that your destiny is predetermined. 
what the hope for you is what the Lord's talking about here. And it really uh, is something that w when you change that mindset, of, especially as you're going through things, uh, you can say, what did I do to deserve this? You know, I've come to church, I pay my tithes, I volunteer, I try to have a good spirit, I try to edify the Lord, edify others. Why, why do I have to do these things? Oh, the Lord must, maybe I thought wrong, maybe the Lord doesn't need me, or maybe the Lord doesn't want me to do something. That's a lie, and that, that's our flesh trying to get in the way uh, and derail us. We were predestined with a purpose. You are valuable to the kingdom of God. And Galatians 1.15 says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. So, uh, again, God has taken pleasure in you before you were even born and what, what you can accomplish. Uh, next slide says, uh, you know, you have a place and a role in the kingdom. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, it, it's uh, a longer chapter, uh, but it starts where he goes through a list of things, you know, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, those are all very different things. Functions, roles, responsibilities, but it all comes from the same spirit. It's all one body. It's all, uh, and this is where we get a lot of, this chapter is where we get a lot of our passages uh, about the body of Christ and, and what that means. Down in verse 12, it says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. It uh, goes on uh, to say, you know, the foot, not a hand. The ear is not an eye. An ear, believe it or not, is also not a nose. We're going to have an anatomy lesson this morning. Uh, for those of you that may have been confused by those things, uh, they are uh, not uh, the same. They each perform a different function. They each have a different role. Uh, but all of those are important. Uh, it goes on to say foot is not a hand, so does that mean it's not part of the body? The ear is not an eye, so is it not part of the body? If the body was just entirely an eye, you know, how could we hear? Which is a true statement. Also, if the body was an eye, that would be slightly terrifying. Uh, you know, so it, it is, uh, and I say that, you know, it's, it's funny, it's silly, but I think when we look at each other and we see the body of Christ, it's our diversity, it is our different roles and responsibilities and functions that really makes us beautiful and really 
uh, exemplifies what the kingdom of God is supposed to be. Uh, and uh, it goes on, you know, even the members of the body that we think are not as important are linked and play a key part in how our body works. Um, I don't know uh, that anybody has ever looked at intestines or the digestive tract and said, that is very pleasing to the eye. I think that that is attractive. Um, it is something that uh, I would love to have a beautiful work of art on the digestive tract. Uh, that is not typically something uh, that is said. Yet, you know, all the nutrients that our skin, that our bones, uh, that the other organs in our body need in order to function have to travel through the digestive tract. And so something that's maybe not as comely or maybe, you know, when we look at it, you know, in the body of Christ, uh, it is not uh, the things that maybe you see up here uh, that you would say, oh, these are the, these are the jobs and functions you want to have at church. You know, those, those roles you don't see, but are very important. There are a lot of things uh, that go on here at church that make it even possible for us to be in here this morning. You know, from the cleaning teams, to the maintenance teams, to the media teams, uh, to uh, the teams that are making sure that it's air conditioned or heated in here. Uh, those aren't things that we necessarily see and as somebody who's had to clean before, I can tell you it is not a comely or uh, an enjoyable task to have to do, uh, but it's important to the body and how we function. And you may say, uh, you know, but I don't wanna do that, or there's this other thing that I wanna do, or uh, I don't even know what I can do. You have something that you can offer the church, that you can offer the body. You are not, uh, there's, if you don't know what that is, we can help you find a place so that you can get plugged in and you can be a part and you can contribute. Verse 27, it goes on to say, now ye are the body of Christ and members particular. That means that your role is very specific. It's distinct, it's individual. The Amplified says, uh, that each with his own place and function. You know, have you ever uh, been uh, uh, on a job or watched a sports team and maybe there is a role player on that sports team where they're not Michael Jordan, uh, so they can't just dunk on whoever they want or cross over anybody. Uh, but they can shoot the ball really well from this one spot. Well, if that person starts saying, you know, I want to be the person who's dunking on everybody, but they're five, six, it may not be effective. Uh, and ultimately, it may cause the team uh, to not work uh, as efficiently as it should. And, uh, but his role is very specific. It's distinct. He has a function and a purpose 
that makes the whole team work uh, better. And that is what, uh, you know, whether you are uh, doing those cleaning exercises, that's important. You have a distinct role within the team. We have a beautiful foyer that's under construction, and we've got a great group of guys here that's done a lot of that work. We've got a beautiful prayer room. Our church family did that, you know, and that is a uh, amazing thing that we have these roles and functions. We're in here today. I don't know anybody that's ever just watched us online, has never graced the building. They've never seen the prayer room. That's not something that's flashy or that's out there. Uh, but there's a role, there's a place in the kingdom uh, for each of, each of us. Uh, go on to Romans 12, 4. It says, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, function, use. Uh, it, it, again, this was Paul uh, talking to the Romans about the same things that he was talking to the Corinthians about. So this is not really something that's unique. This is just something that's in the body of Christ, is we have to recognize uh, that we all are a part of it. We're not all the same, uh, but each of us uh, has a dependency on someone else. If you think that you can get through life just by yourself, I can go and I can just sit under a tree and read my Bible and pray to the Lord, you may be mistaken. Uh, that is, is not the, the intent of what the body of Christ was designed to do. Uh, and uh, it, it, it affects us all. And you are important. You're needed. Find your place. And, you know, we're going to get ready to start putting in, in the work uh, that's here. Uh, when we look at 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwell in you? Did everybody know that? Did you know that you're the temple of God? Did you know that he should be dwelling in you? And when he does that, the power that he talked about is alive in you. So that means you can do things that you maybe don't think you're prepared to do or uh, seem impossible. You've got that power inside of you. In the Amplified, it, it goes a little bit deeper and says, do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary, and that God's spirit has a permanent dwelling in you to be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually? I think, at least I sometimes, you know, get stuck in the, this is the temple of God which is a true statement. Uh, but I don't necessarily view, while this is my body, and that's the temple of God, there is the church body, 
And that's also the temple of God. And we, we start to think, you know, uh, just kind of inwardly and, you know, really we should be approaching everything that we do in those two facets. Not only, you know, how does this affect me? What am I doing? But how is it affecting my church body and, and, and going through that? In Philippians 2.12, it says we must work out our own salvation so that's the self part of it. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Wherefore, comfort ourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. So it's not, yes, I can't be saved through your salvation. I've got to sort that out on my own. But I can't help you, and you can help me. We're all tied together. We're all linked, uh, just, just as our body is. And so, uh, what do we need to do? So, kind of stealing a, a little bit of a, a line uh, from Brother Anthony's More Walk in My Faith. We're ready to start walking. We've got, we, we've got, we have the Spirit. We're filled with it. We are uh, a body here together. We're functioning. Uh, but now it's time to take those functions, those giftings that we have, and put them in action. In Romans 6.13, it says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. The uh, Amplified uses terms like offering or yielding your body and your mind or physical gifts, presenting them to God and in a way that you have been raised from the dead into perpetual life. And so, you know, this is, uh, I have, you know, tried to implore folks over the years that if you have a skill set that you've learned out in the world, there's probably something that can be applied in the church. And so we should be not necessarily forced or coerced into using that gift or talent or knowledge for the kingdom. This tells us we should offer it. And then when we offer it, we should yield that. So I can say, hey, I can uh, go and do this. Okay, uh, we're going to do that on this day. Oh, well, you know, I, I didn't really want to do it there. I wanted to do it here uh, in this other place. We've offered, but have we yielded? And I know things come up. Uh, I, I, I will confess, I told Brother Larry, I'm gonna try and make it over one day and help paint. And uh, it was on a Saturday. And I went to the store to pick something up and had to wait two and a half hours to get that thing. And so by the time the two and a half hours were up, Brother Larry had already left. So I didn't make it over here. So it was my intent. Uh, I had offered. Uh, I had every t intent. Uh, I was willing to yield. Uh, but 
life happens. So it, well, I understand things come up, come up for me as well. Uh, but, you know, we should be, you know, asking ourselves, what can I give God to use? What do I have? Uh, you know, maybe I have just a gifting that the Lord's given me, uh, and I can use it for the kingdom. Or maybe there's a skill set uh, that I have uh, that uh, I can apply here at church. And, you know, you think about, oh, well, you know, what I have, you know, maybe isn't really that significant. Or, you know, I don't know, you know, what real impact uh, this would have on what we're doing. And the, the story that came to my mind was the little boy that brought the fishes and the loaves uh, to the Lord. And uh, he offered them up, he yielded them, he gave them, and the Lord fed 5,000 people, more than that. And so uh, you look at, uh, could that boy have fed that many people if he hadn't offered it up to the Lord? If he hadn't yielded and said, I have this little lunch. I don't know how far it's going to go, but he did that. And God blessed it and multiplied it. And sometimes I think we can even get uh, stuck in a place where uh, we, we think God's work and we butt that up against our works. And it is... Uh, it can be difficult because you can think of, hey, these are all the things that I'm doing. I'm doing these works. I'm doing these works. You know, but the, what's the spirit that you're doing? Are you giving it over to the Lord? Are you yielding it? Are you offering it? Are you let him, letting him use me? You know, one of the most challenging songs, uh, you know, is, you know, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use it, me. Well, that's a pretty big statement <laughs> uh, because the Lord knows what the body needs. And, you know, that may not be the thing that you had in mind of what the Lord wanted, what you wanted the Lord to use you for. And uh, so it, it is, but being willing to do that and allow the Lord to use you. And again, you have that power inside of you that whatever he's tasked you with, you can accomplish. Not by me, but through him. Uh, you know, we have example after example uh, of the apostles saying, it's not me who's healing you, it's the Lord. And it's that same power that was in them that is in us. So we're capable of doing those. Uh, and then, you know, we want to look at, you know, what really is our motivation um, for uh, walking and being involved. In 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, Wherefore, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. So whatever we're doing, even things as simple as eating and drinking, we should be doing it with the intent to glorify uh, the Lord. 
uh, Ephesians 4.16 in the Amplified says, For because of him, the whole body, the church, and all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments which it is supplied, when each part, with power adapted to its need, is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, binding itself up in love. If we want to, uh, you know, get to walking as a church body, we want th this church body to walk and move and be active, we've got to be uh, in unity and making sure that all of our parts are firmly knitted together. You know, we talk about... Uh, you know, this verse is, is using building uh, itself up, growing. We said it when we opened up. What are, what are we doing here at Christian Apostolic Church? We're growing apostolic legacy. If you don't water something, if you don't uh, have action, if you don't uh, work out something, uh, if you're working out your, your muscles, they're gonna grow. If you choose not to, they're going to atrophy. They're gonna shrivel up. So we are uh, in this, I think this challenge, this transition, where uh, it's time for the body to get up and, and move and be out and that doesn't mean, you know, this church will always be a place where you can come to get a healing, whether that's physical, spiritually, mentally. That's what the house of the Lord is here for. Uh, it's always gonna be a place where you can find rest and safety and comfort. But at some point, we need everybody in the body to tap into the power that's adapted to its need so that we're working properly in all of our functions. And uh, it, King James uses the term effectual working in the measure of every part. If we wanna be effective, we've all gotta be performing how we're supposed to be performing. And uh, you know, this is obviously a place if you're broken and bruised and battered down, that you can come. But the intent is to not stay broken and bruised and beaten down. The, this is a church of victory. The entire gospel is about overcoming and, uh, and working in power and authority. And, uh, you know, I feel that we're getting ready to move into... Uh, a period of time where we're going to be demonstrating the authority that we've been given to reach our community. I know all of, we can think back of all the people who still live in Newark, Heath, Granville, Licking Valley, Hebron, Utica, who used to come to this church. We'd probably have to have six services on Sunday just to fill the people that used to come here. 
And I'm not talking about ones that are maybe going to another church and having them come back. I'm talking about people who just aren't going anywhere anymore. They're not plugged in. I think we'd have to have at, at least six services, which would be exhausting. But how amazing would that be to, uh, to have that here, especially in these last days? And uh, it, in Romans 21, 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're challenged to be that representation to the world. Uh, God has done so much for me. He's blessed me. What can I do? Uh, in Philippians 1.20, it says, According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be in my life or death. I know it sounds crazy to invite somebody to church in this hour, because how are they going to react? But I don't know that it's any crazier than the other things that are being said in the world. You know, and we're offering something up. We have hope. We have help. Uh, this is something that it's not, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a great message. You can have hope. You can have help. It, all is not lost. There is a way. Uh, in Romans 14, 18, it says, For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we're the Lord's. You can apply that and say, I can do something for the Lord or not. It's the Lord's. And we want to be a part of that. And, you know, when we go back and we look at, uh, you know, everything, uh, and the musicians can get ready to come, uh, but we look at kind of that opening passage of Scripture in Acts 3, 6, it says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. And uh, it, it is, you know... Peter and John were just in the world, and they were interacting with people uh, who were in need of something that they thought they needed. But Peter and John actually had something that they needed. And that's the same place we're in. We're interacting with people in our families, in our workplaces, in our communities that... Uh, they need something, whether they know it or not, and we have a, a solution for them. And even if that's just being kind uh, or showing them or giving them an example, uh, it doesn't mean that you need to just walk around your workplace and lay hands on everybody as they walk by. 
but it is about building a relationship with them and, and showing them what it's like to be a part of the body of Christ. And so, uh, you know, we want to uh, look at and remember, I was created with a purpose in mind. You personally have a role and a function in the kingdom and in this body of Christ. And then we want to get working, get moving. I, I'm, it's exciting to uh, have wonderful things. It's exciting. I'm glad that I am filled with the Holy Ghost, that the Lord saved me. But now I think it's time to focus on reaching others, reaching our community, and getting to the point where we are being an example, school, work, community, uh, or, or that we are uh, getting plugged in and being a part and supporting those that are, are here uh, so that that work can continue and be effective and that we will be bold. Uh, you know, if you don't feel bold, pray that the Lord will give you boldness. You know, I think uh, a lot of times we even, with our own requests, we think about, oh, well, you know, this is something small, or, you know, I'm not worthy to go before the Lord. That's a lot of times where, you know, I almost end up as like, what do I have to offer the Lord that he should answer this for me? But it said to walk boldly into the throne room. That's our charge. And uh, I think that that can apply directly to even our communities that we're in now, is to walk boldly. If you want to stand, we're going to get ready to go. Uh, we'll open up the altar. And uh, I know I've been challenged over the last week to go a little bit further and make sure that I am living up to the commitment, you know, that I made many, many years ago when I gave the Lord my heart, my spirit, and uh, making sure that I said, Lord, use me however you want me to be used. And that's taken me to a lot of different places, lots of highs, lots of lows, but through it all, bless the Lord, I've kept walking, I've kept pushing forward, and I'm nothing special, so if I can do it, I know you can do it. I'm just an eyeball, or I'm just an ear. Uh, sometimes maybe I'm the intestines. Uh, but the Lord is good, uh, and let's just uh, worship the Lord. We're going to open up the altar.